Hi, and welcome to the fourth episode of HyperTalks. Once again, we're sitting here in uh, the amazing Beppo Sound production. And uh, together with me uh, today, I have Lynn in hey. studio. Hello, hello. Hey. Hey. And behind the scenes is uh, Nitin. And even further behind the scenes today is our colleague Ku. She's actually in uh, New York. Shout out. Yeah, I'm talking about working from a distance. That's actually the topic of today, life as a digital nomad and touch base on the future of work. But we're not alone here today. Uh, we have uh, Ronja, the dog, uh, and her owner. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, our guest, the self-created time millionaire, lifestyle designer, minimalist maestro, <laughs> with the master in journalism, heard in national radio, seen in national TV, podcast, nomad and guru, dog-loving, TEDxU speaker, and word-saving change, word change maker, Gugin Yay! Thank you. Yay! Wow, what an introduction, what happened? Did we miss anything? My mom does not even know what I do. So that was uh, overwhelming, thank you. Yeah, warmest of welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, we're so excited. Yeah, um, definitely. And uh, I've been following you from the, the TEDx Youth Talk uh, to here and seeing your work and so on. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear, hear your view on the future of work and digital nomads. Um, but as usually, as we do here in HyperTalks, we check in. And uh, the question for today is, being a time millionaire, this could be interesting. Uh, if you had one more hour in your day, how would you use it? I, I need to call my dad. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. Why your dad? <laughs> no, because he, you know, he, he, he's retired. He has a lot of time. <laughs> and he knows that I have a lot of time. So I, I should check in. How are you doing? And he will be like... It's good. Have you read the news? Mm. Yeah, I have. So what do you think? Like we're talking mm. talking about the news every day. Yeah. yeah. So I miss my dad. I'm yeah. I'm uh, I love my dad. Mm. Oh nice. So yeah. I, I should yeah, I should, you know, I don't have that extra hour for today, but I should call him. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you do that after this. I will. Okay. Good, good. Wow, you changed my uh, shaking, I think. I were to say that I I would I would focus on myself a little bit in my well-being and health um to uh, work out or exercise. But there's always this connection of your family and friends. Um, I, I instantly go to my grandparents now that you uh, talked about your dad, actually. That would just touch base, even though I know it's going to be... Uh, probably with my grandma, the same story with uh, some extra spice to it uh, mm. this time when she tells it for the 100th time. But uh, still, it smiles and, uh, yeah. As the only female in the room, then <laughs> I'm not going to touch this with my relatives. I'm going to spend the time on myself. <laughs> uh, no, but I um, I have this. I love books. Uh, not necessarily that I read them, um, but I put them on pile because I think this is going to be really good. I should read this. I uh, just ordered three new mm. books last week. Mm. Um, so I think um, doing things that I say I'm going to do. Uh, I also have a tendency, I love pens. I buy pens, but mm. I don't draw enough. So mm. I would read more and draw more. And pens and books. Yeah, for some, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably something deep about school and blah, 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 you know, if you start digging. Don't but even go there. You like them. No, That's exactly. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, more of that. More of that mm. and, and uh, walking the talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So the the topic of today, I mean, just to de- deep, dive a little bit deeper into it, uh, the digital nomad lifestyle. 
It is one of the most popular and fastest growing lifestyle trends of today. And it's currently estimated that there will be 1 billion digital nomads in 2035. So we have a whole generation of people seeking a different kind of life, uh, one that encourage a life of freedom and happiness. So today we are aiming to touch base on the bad, um, the good and everything in between. And it's it's a little bit of a contrast. Um, maybe we challenge you now with our view of you, Gurgin. But I mean, we had a brainstorming session when we were like thinking of this topic. Okay. And we could, like, okay, I'm going to speak for all of us. Yeah. But and basically we ended up with people that are living in Bali and that mm. are like struggling yeah. like by the pool. Like, oh my God, I can't see my screen because of the light. And, shit. <laughs> uh, and then so when we started researching and then we found you, we're like, this guy is nothing what we thought about when we thought about a digital nomad. So we're thinking we're going to kill our own biases today, maybe. And like mm. also broaden the perspective of what is a digital nomad and what does mm. it encounter? Because it doesn't have to be the person in Bali. Um, looking for the best Wi-Fi. Mm. Well, I'm not that person no. because when you because I live uh, and I work from my RV, mm. uh, so I sold all of my possessions like three and a half years ago, mm. and uh, <clears throat> so I I'm privileged, but not with Bali sun. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, sometimes uh, like I would say 95% of the time it's it's awesome. Mm. It's cheap, it's nice, and you can work. Like I've been in uh, Portugal this winter with my RV and my dog. And I love it because I can just, like, I work when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it's it's really annoying. The Wi-Fi bit is really... <laughs> like, that is interesting because the researching, I mean, that is top top question for digital nomads. Where is the where is the good Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one is basically, there's too much sun on my screen when I'm laying <laughs> beside the pool. Uh, Privileged problems. Yeah. I love it. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it's also interesting because even if there's a big spectrum, the connection still then comes down to, as you're mentioning, the freedom uh, mm. and the time management. You get to decide when you want to do whatever you want to do, more or less, I guess. Mm. Uh, so it's super interesting to still connect it. Yeah. yeah. But talking about different spectrums, is it for everyone? Is it for everyone becoming a digital nomad or making the decision? No, I don't think so. Yeah, um, I I try to fit into the nine to five lifestyle mm. and uh, was. I think I managed to like eight or nine years at the Swedish National Radio, but I quit my job because it was soul sucking. Mm. But the majority of my colleagues, I don't know about their deepest feelings when it comes to their work, but in some sense, I I, I think they liked it. Mm. So that's for them, uh, but it wasn't for me. I was uh, I remember like looking out of the the window. I had this, I had a studio window. And I, I always dreamt, like, what could I do right now? Like, I'm wasting my time mm. playing this, this song. And, mm. yeah, like, all of the other hit songs, they're mm. more or less, sorry for the language, but they're shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing another shitty song for you guys. Here you go. And uh, talking about the weather. Mm. I don't know what people like to listen to, but I didn't, like, talk about it. So when I quit my job and my relationship ended I had to put down my dog and uh, oh, I, yeah. I started to question everything yeah. so the first thing I started to question was what am I doing with my time mm. I really want my because I, I made I made money I had a career everything was beautiful mm. and but it wasn't like sunshines and rainbows it was I, I felt miserable mm. so what did I want to do I, I didn't know but I, I knew that I, I could 
Um, in Swedish we say, I have a silver tongue. Silver tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so I can work with podcasts. And I had a dog podcast on the side. And Which I love, by the way. You do? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm so flattered. Um, so I created an independent podcast. Like in, in Sweden we have Swish, but internationally people use Patreon. Yeah. So I don't have like a big company funding me or my work. Mm. So I think that as long as people pay, it's a good production. Mm. If they stop paying and I, if I can't live from it, then it's a bad production and I should do something else. So yeah. I don't want to like get money for that production. So, but that, would you say that uh, would you say that um, basically if you're if you have this feeling of that you're living someone else's dream or living someone else's life, or, or you look into yourself, say I don't want to do this. You look out and daydream through the win- window. Anyone who does that could make the decision of becoming a digital nomad. But why shouldn't shouldn't they? Or why are so, some people not meant out to be that uh, be that way? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think it's so hard to know or what to say to people what they should and should not do with their mm. life. But mm. what I know is that, is that we, we are, uh, like, we have this uh, DNA bank in us and we are all unique. Even twins mm. are unique from each other's. But in the end, we do the same thing, same time. Mm. We go to work at the same time. We do the same thing. We chase the same things. And I, I think if we just quit everything, like pause or... And I'm not tra- talking about silent retreatment, uh, retreats or something like that, like a, a long, uh, a long-term traveling or mm. just spending time with yourself, being bored. Then you start hearing your voice uh, loud and clear. Just cut out all the social media and mm. expectations. I don't know what people have in their lives, but I, I, I felt that as a immigrant kid from Kurdistan that I had a lot of pressure like my parents lost it all and now you should mm. get it because yeah. we lost it and so make everything is yeah. yeah so i had a foot, foot soccer mom and a soccer dad <laughs> <laughs> extreme so i i grew up in my dad's uh, pizzeria mm. and when i was 18 to 21 i had my own kebab restaurant and Side note, I'm vegan today. <laughs> so um, I just started like changing my mindset. Mm. Like, w- what did my parents teach me? What did school teach me? Uh, society teach me. Mm. Like, forget all about that. What do you want to do? Because that's... I I don't want to say I found myself. It's bullshit. So I, I decided to create myself. Yeah. You decided, like, yeah, you made a decision. Yeah, yeah I wanted to create the six-year-old Gurgen. Because I like that person. <laughs> and then everything yeah. in between, my brother says that I have a mm. 30-year-old crisis because I'm turning t- 35, mm. even though I look like 25. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was just you, putting it out there. You're beating to it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you shout, oh my God, you look yeah. like 25. Didn't I say that in yeah. the introduction? We're going to cut that out. Right? <laughs> no, so he says that, I, I, I always say that I have a 30-year-old crisis. And maybe it's true, but I feel like everything until I... Uh, turned out to be 30 was a crisis. Mm. Now I know. But for me, it's a lot of structure too. It seems just looking from the outside, there's a lot of structure. There's a lot of must, should, and like you have to do this. Mm. But maybe, and I'm thinking, are you a person that can handle not having a lot of structure? Because there's some people out there that are going to struggle with that aspect of losing the structure. Or do you still have structure? You just 
chose something else. No, I have nothing. I have no routines <laughs> at all. I work sometimes on Sundays. Um, no, I have no routines. Mm. If, if, like, if you want colleagues, the digital nomad thing is not for you. Maybe it is if you find a co-work space. I don't mm. know. You can mm. find co-work space in most uh, capitals, I think, mm. in big cities. Mm. But not when you come. To, I, I like villages mm. and nature. That's mm. why I struggle with the mm. Wi-Fi part. <laughs> um, so if you like routine and colleagues and a place to... I don't think this is for that person. Mm. Um, but it's, a lot of people enjoy that lifestyle. Mm. Um, but I'm at the same time worried because people travel so much and I'm worried about the climate. So when people fly, like we mentioned mm. Bali already, yeah. so I don't have to mention Bali. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talk about vanity metrics within Facebook, Instagram and so on. How many followers, how many likes and mm. so on. And uh, the autonomous web pages are, um, vanity metrics are, how many uh, countries have you been in? Uh, how many yeah. countries have you flown between? Uh, how many flights? How many flights? Uh, flight distance have mm. you covered in that sense? And it kind of neglects with, um, or doesn't really agree with the picture of if we are a young generation who uh, speaks for climate uh, causes and uh, being activists in, in whatever environmental cause, but then at the same time we choose this type of uh, alternative living where we do travel and so on, so mm. to speak. I think you can be egoistic and healthy, like you, your your lifestyle can be hyper individualistic, but mm. you need to care about the rock that we live on. Mm-hmm. So, so how do I want to? I know what you're talking about because a lot of digital nomads they are like conquering places. Mm. I've been in Georgia. I've been in <laughs> Finland. I've been in the states. I've, that does yeah. not impress me. Right. Uh, I, I think that if you have a deeper um, like sense of, or if you, if you visit the country, like slow travel through the country, be there, instead of see there, because that's what people do. Like, I, I want to go there to see the place. Mm. You need to be at the place. Mm. It's like spend four, five, six months at, and take the train, mm. or take the bus, take the ferry, I don't know. Transatlantic flights, they are destroying this world. So, but uh, of, of course, like you can enjoy life and create your own rules, but at the same time, I think we as digital nomads, we have a responsibility. Mm. As well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. To at least to, to to stop. I mean, I got a I got a, a person reaching out to me on Instagram and asked me about because uh, uh, I tagged Stockholm in one of my posts, and she asked me, "Hey, uh, where should I go? I'm in Stockholm for two days uh, to get the real view of the city." And I'm from Skåne, so everyone from Sweden would probably laugh. <laughs> and I, I told her that that, that I'm not like the best representative plant. for this. Uh, <laughs> maybe if we go down a little bit south, I could say something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I actually said um, uh, to her, you have to, for me at least, about Stockholm, I couldn't really figure out something more than the water and nature, but I told her to stop. Uh, you have to, to really witness the city, at least for Stockholm, uh, for me, is that you stop and you pause and you breathe it in and you take it in. If you don't do that, you will miss it. Yeah, studies show that tourists come to Sweden uh, for for Skagoden. What do you mm. say? How yeah, do you say? Arti- Archipelago. Yeah. Archipelago. There we go. All Swedes in studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swedish nature is beautiful, mm. uh, and I, I like to promote like ecotourism and slow travel. So people come to Sweden to experience uh, the Swedish nature, mm. and Swedish nature is very like mystic beautiful you need to you need to like experience this but in the end you know you can see all the tourists in old city Gamla Stan mm. with their viking helmets like vikings <laughs> did not even have the helmets it's bullshit 
So in the end, they buy this fantasy. Yeah. And uh, I think w- when you visit a place, you can just like experience the culture, try to learn the language, um, get to know some locals and just see the place mm. like mm. in a deep, deeper sense than just pinning out, like, like, like you said, digital nomads. It's, it's a disease. I've been here. I've been there. I've been, no, you have not. Mm. Like I, I felt I was in Bosnia Herzegovina 10 years ago. Mm. And I was there for one week. I feel like I have not been there. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to go there for like three, four, five months now. Yeah, drive to Croatia mm. and see Bosnia Herzegovina. Mm. So I've been there, but I, I have not been there. Yeah, I have not seen the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's very true. I mean, in a sense, it's like when you, if you go to a place and you know someone that lives there, mm. you always get that completely different view of it because they take you to places that you would never go as a tourist and this is really interesting in regards to like actually getting to know a place which is a great opportunity mm. when you're doing the digital nomad that's why you need the dog <laughs> the dog dog thing is like conversation started conversations uh, yeah of course mm. everybody loves a dog mm. um, and uh, if you have some kind of interest it's easy if you're single it's easy uh, couch surfing it's it's easy mm. and just especially when you live and travel in an RV because you see the world from a dis- different perspective like where to park your car and you will find others in that specific area and they will like in the end of the day you will share a bottle of wine and just celebrate life i, I know that this sounds very corny and hippie with a lot of orgies and but welcome that's, to the that's, hyper <laughs> welcome to hyper bubble. <laughs> everything's awesome thank you Jeez, i feel at home <laughs> but then there's the great potential uh, what i'm hearing is great potential in the digital normacy uh, to viewing a city understanding a culture mm. at the same time uh, working um, i mean that has to be the upsides about it but talking about upsides i mean to give someone who's listening because we have a lot of listeners who are in the creative and digital scene do you have any piece of advice you wish someone had told you when you started uh, when you just found yourself i'm making this decision i'm I'm going here i'm buying this rv i'm selling all i have and yeah choosing a different lifestyle no i i, I don't know yeah? I, maybe i copied someone i don't know <laughs> i i really don't i've i've been asking this question to myself so many times but i i think it's my authentic gurgin like mm. this is me mm. and i don't know because first of all i wanted to live and travel in an rv live cheaper so i could work less mm. and then when i realized that i i earn a lot of money already and i could just work one day a week mm. i have a one day work week more or less Um, yeah, that sounds good. And then yeah. I, it's beautiful. It's nice <laughs> because you can focus on all the other things. Mm. So I can just. Are you more effective? I am. Yeah. Because I I, I want to work now. Mm. I, I I'm looking forward mm. so much, and um, I don't want to wear out my passion. I love my dog podcast. It's corny. Like, in the end of the day, it's more or less bullshit. But it's not like mm. a podcast about dogs. It's still education, but it's corny. But it's, gives me a lot of joy and I meet so many beautiful people also passionate about dogs and animal welfare. Um, but I'm thinking, like, if we're talking to people that want to become a digital nomad and they want this freedom and stuff, um, you spent one day um, a week working. So I guess that's enough then. I mean, you, how, 
what's your stressor? You don't have paid vacation. Do you save money? You know, like all of those things. Is it enough or is it just by day by day living? I guess I have money for retirement, but uh, vacation. My life is vacation. Yeah, of course. So I, I want it like that. Yeah. I don't want to work. Uh, I, I think it's a Swedish standard to work forty mm. eight weeks and four, or is it five paid weeks of vacation? Five. Five. Um, so that did not give me any joy or pleasure, or I could not. You know, as soon as you relax on your vacation then the vacation is over mm. and you need to like go back to the rat race mm. and buy this and like consumerism and work and uh, bullshit uh, job policies and meetings that you just hate and people you you work with that you have not chosen these people it's like a arranged ma- marriage mm. in the end of the day so it did not uh, i want to feel that i'm living mm. i don't want Money, because you can you can just earn money. I, I know it sounds very ignorant because a lot of people cannot make money and they are struggling. But you can create your own life, create your own rules, hack life. You don't have to go through all of that. If it's expensive, if your life is, is expensive, you need to work. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you do? Well, first of all, you don't have to live in the city. You don't have to live close to the city at, at all. You can like buy a trailer, tiny house. You can. Find an eco community. You can grow your own food. Like you can go. You don't have to do this. Like buying food today in Sweden and in West, like West Europe, Northern Europe, it's very expensive. Mm. So you can grow your own food, and you can earn money doing things you actually when you like following your passion. It's amazing. I read a study the other day that people in Sweden, because we are one of the most freest country in the world. Mm. And I, I know I sound like like a Trump supporter, but we we actually are <laughs> together with uh, Norway, I think. Um, but still, people in Sweden they are, they are dreaming of freedom. Mm. So so why is this? Mm. This is very crazy. Mm. Like, we have freedom, but we are dreaming of freedom. Mm. So we have bought um, like cage in this freedom prison in this rat race. So we need to pay off that cage because I live there. So mm. I need to go to that work, and I I don't even like it, but I need to do that. So. What do I do on Friday and Saturday? Like drink. I don't know what people mm. do. And on Sunday in Sweden, we go to IKEA. Mm. Yeah, with that's some anxiety. <laughs> But that's that. That is super interesting because if you pitch your life, let's say that uh, let's uh, for someone, just do you want to work one day a week and uh, and have enjoy food the and rest, enjoy life, yeah. and uh, the other time you call a vacation, become a time millionaire today. <laughs> I mean, that's an ad. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, but if we were to pitch it, why? Why isn't uh, then? Let's take Sweden for example. Um, being upfront in a lot of lists and uh, studies and so on, being being a great country basically. But mm. I love the comparison you did it, that we we have free, freedom, still we we dream of freedom. Why isn't it that more people do what you do? If people would follow their heart, we would not have things like economical growth, because th- I think that's in the end of the day is economical growth and uh, consumerism that make forces us. We believe that we need to do this. This is how I meet people. This is how I find friends through work, right? Mm. And that's how I see my friends every day because they're my colleagues. And mm. then when they change like work uh, or change job, you so- all of a sudden you don't have that friend anymore. Mm. So everything is. We we work so much. Like I don't know how to sum this up, but we work so much, 
and we need more time. Life is very short. Hmm. I mean, that's very common. It's like a lot of uh, people that hire or like want to market themselves as mm. a good uh, company. It's like you spend so much time at work. Why not enjoy it while you're there sort of thing? <laughs> But it's still, yes, I still have to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's nice, I still have to. But maybe then Digital Normacy is the, the basically born out of this um, Uh, being an issue, not only a, a norm, uh, or bringing a norm-critical um, uh, population or whatever that's growing, a norm-critical generation of mm. this uh, norm of uh, yeah, going to work and having that structure, that cage, so to yeah. speak. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of people that are going to get like this... Uh i think, it, what do you get, like 25 years in a golden watch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my dad I mean, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not maybe <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> One of the like scenes of my life that changed everything was when my dad, I already talked about my dad, so let's mm. keep on doing that. Mm. Yeah, he's retired and he, he got that 25-year-old watch, mm. like, here you go. Mm. And it's still in, in a bookshelf home in Uppsala where I'm born and raised so it's Yay. very it's very depressing to see mm. that he gave his and this guy is very smart mm. uh, he could have like written so many books he loved languages he loved to travel he loved to experience culture he, he's like me mm. um, or you're like him yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's a good one mm. so that watch is a symbol like every time mm. i see it, it's like wow you sold your time mm. because that would you did not earn money from them mm. you sold your time to them and we need to know that even if we think that we are very important we're like in at our work we need to remember that the day i die here on this desk like here mm. they will replace me within 15 minutes so i'm not that important and i will be forgotten within like two months yeah so it's like a I... sign of loyalty Isn't it like yeah. really? Is, that's at least what we say. It's mm. a sign of loyalty that you stayed so long. It's unnecessary that. loyalty. Yeah, so. loyalty to whom and why? If you're replaceable. Okay. <laughs> so we don't have to. We don't have to sell our time. No, amazing. This All is right. very depressing. No, but I like. No, but I think about it. I, I yeah. become really depressed. So I try not to yeah. think about that. Mm. You set. You actually sell time for money. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but even, I mean, we started off maybe a little bit critical about uh, what's uh, the current uh, view of being a digital nomad, um, of uh, having the privileged problem of uh, too much sun uh, <laughs> next to the pool in Bali. Mm. But, um, I mean, uh, for that sense, we're also maybe um, inviting more to explore the freedom of doing their own thing. Um, I had a similar experience that you d- did, uh, nothing, a little bit similar, uh, but fine, with Hyper, my... Our former program manager and the host, uh, guest on this program, uh, Nina, gave me advice to be alone. Um, so I sat with myself in that sense and just started talking to myself and answering myself in a new way, reflecting and so on. And then we did a workshop and I and we had this experience of taking um, uh, finding your six-year-old self and then taking him forward. <laughs> and I could, for some reason, find... Um, find myself that I am that person. I am. I have those core values somewhere, and that that feeling, oh, and, and then making a decision. I mean, uh, we're somehow we're inspiring people, hopefully, to do that instead, um, to just have a more positive note on it. But it, still, I have the question of like, if I want to do this, how the hell do I make money? I'm not that good. I, I mean, I've done two podcast episodes now, and um, <laughs> I don't have any hard skills. Uh, you can do it. 
podcasting is like it's it's a new people should stop listening to TV and radio and they are mm. like statistics show that they are actually doing it right now like instead of uh, TV and radio they want to we we like to choose mm. by ourselves on demand Spotify YouTube so if you're into media this is this is where you should be at this is where you can make Yeah, if you want to make money, if you want to spread the word, I'm interested in like spreading messages. And what do I want to say? Like environmental, animal, animal welfare, and uh, welfare in general. These kinds of uh, messages, and I, I can do it. But, and people will fund you for that. So, work life is so changed from when I grew up. I, I was born 1984. So, and I know I still look young. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> you <laughs> are <to> young. <laughs> Stop. No age discrimination. But <laughs> when I had the question, like, what do you want to do when I grew up? I panicked. I panicked mm-hmm. because I saw my parents came came home from stressful jobs into a like stressful everyday life, and everything was stress, stress, stress. So why did they do that? Why couldn't we spend time? Why couldn't we? I don't know. I had this. Uh, I had my my neighbor was taking care of me. Why couldn't they be at home instead? Why do we need to like? Why do why why do we need this house? It's it's too big, mm. four or five rooms empty, mm. and they are selling their time to finance these empty rooms. So it's uh, like inefficient. We we need to ask ourselves what like what do I what am I doing with my life and mm. what am I doing this for? Have you influenced anyone in your surroundings? I have no idea. You have no idea. No. <laughs> no, you, you don't know. No. You, no. But no one's told you that. Like they told me so, but I don't know if it's words or not. Mm. But I've been influenced by others, and I, I think that I think I'm narcissistic because I want to believe that everything that comes out of my head is produced in this brain. But that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, when people say like that was very inspiring. Thank you, I say thank you, but I don't know what that means. Like, did you learn something? Can can you like develop my thought? Can can you give me something back? Mm-hmm. Did you thought about something specific? But I think the digital nomad lifestyle is still still in a way under construction. We we don't know how to like how can we expand other industries. Mm-hmm. We're in media now, so it's easy being a digital nomad but how can we be a digital nomad outside of like as an engineer I know it's possible as well uh, in art as well but we don't need a job a specific place to go to every day we don't need that and we mm-hmm. don't need to work this much as we do today but that is an interesting aspect because I mean that has to be one of the reasons why the the numbers are growing so big is that uh, for instance I have a I have a startup and uh, basically we we don't need an office uh, does that make us digital nomads um, I mean we could work remotely just contacts and have leads through our web website and so on and contact them and work through that are we then digital nomads? what's uh, I mean in a way uh, we work through the the scene of the digital scene um, and don't have actually physical contact or physical office or anything But it does the uh, economy demand that you travel, for instance? That is the term right now, at least, or the the norm of it, right? I think the majority of the con- companies do not have any like office. Mm. So, I, well, this is a this is a good question. Mm. I don't know, but I think 
the perception of like how we see digital nomads is this uh, person in bikini mm. at a beach and drinking from uh, coconuts yeah. like having drinks <laughs> two in the day and uh, <laughs> that could be a part of it mm. but that's the only like picture we get in our head when people say digital nomad it's not that that may be the best part um, mm. like the most beautiful part but majority of uh, freelance people they are digital nomads mm. without even knowing it but i think that they need to be at a certain place all the time and that's what like makes them dependent mm. on on a certain location yeah maybe to prov- be there. provide their services at uh, for instance if uh, i provide my services targeted in sweden but i live in uh, japan for instance um mm. that makes me somehow of a, more of digital nomads than if I sit here with my company and say, uh, yeah, anyone can uh, hire me. I am in Sweden. I work from Sweden, uh, based in Stockholm. Yeah, basically, if you work from your computer. Because I'm, I'm, I need to be in here in Stockholm like four months a year. Mm. Does that make me a digital nomad? Mm. Um, I don't know. Mm. I, well, if that like forces me to be here... <sighs> And I need to... I think I am a digital nomad. Mm. You are. <laughs> no, but I think it's part of the... I mean, it's starting to come the gig economy. Like, mm. doing a gig. It's something uh, mm. maybe short-term. Like, the work is not necessarily constant. It can just be a gig or mm. a project. or And the possibility to choose your own working hours. Like, I work one day a week and maybe not the whole week. That's yeah. part of it as well, yeah, working I mean, in I mean, a different way, freelancing, yeah. in a sense, just being your more own boss. extended. Yeah, being your own boss. I mean, we are starting to become digital media creatives. And uh, basically, if you put out uh, media creatives, put in the nomads, that's basically us just traveling and working at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yes. A lot of classmates going to be happy now. <laughs> yes, finally. You go ahead. There's yeah. a lot of trains with Wi-Fi, yeah. mm. strong Wi-Fi. Mm. Oh, what's that uh, girl's name who just uh, tr- does actually the traveling? Uh, there's a lot of travel blogs. Uh, in being the digital nomads, that's uh, yeah, taking advantage of the the actual journey in itself. But she's doing this uh, sustainable. Uh, um, I forgot her name. Yeah, uh, we're gonna Ellen. No, Ellen. Uh, uh, maybe Evelina. We... Evelina. Yeah, that. Yeah, she's traveling. my friend. Earth Wanderers. Really? Yes, Earth Wanderers. She's my friend. Oh, yes, of course. She's an activist. So yeah. I, th- I think she's a full time activist. She makes money from that. Yeah, like she's that's not, cool. She's yeah. not crazy rich, but she can pay her rent. Yeah. Who is it that fun t- like when you're doing activist stuff, when you're not like the company that says use these sunglasses and stuff? What sort of organizations fund your guys' cost? When it comes to like activism, yeah, more activism stuff. Well, that, than- that's it's very hard because mm. most of the organizations does not have money, mm. and uh, it's I think it's tricky to ask them for money mm. because you believe in the same cause. And it's not their message is not created because they need profit. Mm. So more or less, they have no profit. <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, find other ways. Mm. YouTube, you can create a podcast. Like make people fund your projects instead of when you rely on organizations, especially NGOs, it's very dangerous. Mm. And you can't. I think you can like pay your rent if you have. Yeah, if you live in an RV like me, because you don't have any rent. But most of the times, I think that's very hard finding. I don't want to say customers, but still, they are in some way customers because your activism makes. You but it's still like a collaboration, but but it's not a fin- financial one. But you find ways to put 
the media out there that still gives you some sort of funding. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the collaboration is not, it will not bring you any money. No. And when I say money, you cannot finance your life. No. So it's, uh, they, they are not rich when it comes to money, but they are rich in, in other ways. Like mm. f- feeling that you're spreading a message that's important for you or following your passion or heart. Mm. If the, if that's money, or, or in, yeah, then you're filthy rich, of course. <laughs> cool. I mean, uh, talking about um, uh, being rich, uh, well, for me, that's also part of being rich, of uh, possessing a lot of things and so on. You are an advocate for the minimalistic lifestyle. Do you think that the digital nomad lifestyle or yeah, the gig economy has had a negative or positive impact on sustainability, if we talk about that? Environmental mm. sustain? No, I don't think so. Most most of the people I've met, uh, they do this so that they can travel. And when I say travel, it's more or less always traveling, flying from one place to another. Mm. Even if it's your neighboring country, people fly. Mm. So, uh, no, I would not say that the environment is thanking you. But at mm. the same time, uh, studies shown that if if you earn a certain income, mm. then you will also be, like, very dangerous when it comes to the ecological footprint. Mm. Um, you will consume more. You will like, live not as intentional as you would do as a digital nomad. But uh, the traveling part is nice, but mm. digital nomads should find other ways. So it's not sustainable, no. Mm. I would not say. And how would you say that uh, if we if we look at how people live today, where where they work? Let's let's take Bali for instance. Mm. Uh, I mean, my assumption is that there's uh, still this consum- consumption there, and you do that that differs. You're quite strongly um, Mr. Minimalistic in it, the Minimalistic Maestro from the intro in that sense. Um, but how would you say that differs from being a digital nomad today and looking into? Do you think that would be added on to the digital nomadic lifestyle? Well, I hope so. Um, but there is not one definition of minimalism. Mm. So f- I, I know a couple of minimalists. They they live uh, like in Vasastan here mm. in Stockholm, huge apartment, but they don't have it, like oh, they, their apartment is more or less empty. They have nothing. Mm. So no TV, no DVD, no nothing, no radio, just a couple of plates. Is that minimalism? I don't know. And there's like minimalists into design. There's minimalists into environments. Like I just don't want to buy things. I don't mm. want to own things because in the end they own you. And because of environment as well, because even if it's just like some, I don't know, a, a phone. Mm. For me, it's just a phone. But even if, even if I choose not to fly because of the climate, this phone, I'm holding up a phone now, like all of the parts, they have been transported for me. Like from so many countries, so how do I avoid that? When it comes to minimalism, it's like buying secondhand. Don't own a lot of shit. I have a bag, uh, and that's about it. Mm. Everything I own is in the bag. It's a mm. computer. It's an external hard drive, microphone, and I think yeah, it's me, my dog's passport. And that's enough for me. But um, was it a hard transition? No, it was nice. It was nice. I called um, Erik Sjelpen. It's a yeah. really good organization here in Sweden, so I would like to promote him. And I told him to come and get all of my things. It's out on the street. So they came with a truck and just got rid of everything. And I can't remember what I had. So it was a, it was so many. <laughs> wow. I I really don't know what I... When I look at pictures, like I remember them for two seconds. Oh, I remember that chair. Now did not bring any value to my life. <laughs> oh, that, that table. <laughs> 
why did I buy that? It cost me like 300 euros. Didn't give me any, bring me any value to my life. So, no, I don't miss anything. It's so, it's so nice. Yeah. I want to say with a deep voice, nice. <laughs> Not to have things. But it's also interesting, nice. like, in starting out being a digital nomad, this, let's say your savings account isn't that huge or whatever it is. This is a good start, potentially. I don't know. You could sell it off as well, make money off of it, of mm. course. And then, but still being able to have that freedom of traveling around, not coming back, not renting out, just. Yeah. You, if, if you guys are interested, you don't have to go cold turkey. You can mm-hmm. just try different phases, like mm. 30 months, don't buy anything, mm. like literally nothing. I checked my account the other day and I, I saw that I've been shopping for uh, 40 Swedish crowns. That's four euros the last nine months and I think it was a hammer I needed a hammer for my car mm. so it, yeah and I sold the hammer as well um, <laughs> I bought a second hand I sold the second hand so that was 40 crowns <laughs> wow so if, if, like try different phases but I, I liked it 100% like mm. I'm on or I'm off <laughs> when it comes to myself but if you're into cold turkey that kind of thing just sell it all mm. and you know what You can buy new things if you want to, but you can sell them because they, they don't mean anything for you. Like if if you're dying and you're la- laying on a bed, so what do you want to have, like, in your hands? C- can you carry all the things? You can't carry all the things to to heaven, of course, but if there's heaven, but you know that bookshelf with 300 books, <laughs> I can have them in my computer as a PDF. Mm. That's true. So it does not mean that I need to. Like dis- destroy joy or like passion or or I'm I I have been you want to hear a struggle I'm having at the moment yes, yes. go I need a camera for my work yeah uh, so I need to for buy forty crowns for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for your camera <laughs> so I've been thinking about this for a long time now but I'm I'm going to buy a, a nice camera yeah and I am still questioning myself if, if I'm <laughs> A hypocrite or not, mm-hmm. but I need it for my work. Mm. It, would it bring me some like joy in my life? I don't know, but maybe I could create a better dog podcast if I create better videos. So in the end, I, I don't know if uh, like oh, of course I'm buying it secondhand, but I don't know if if it brings me any value mm. to me, but mm. maybe to my listeners, and I can create viewers as well and spread the word about. Uh, Welfare. But that is an inter- interesting question. We talk a lot about the jobs to be done. I mean, you buy a drill, not for the drill, but for the hole in the wall. Um, <laughs> maybe, but you buy a camera, not for the camera, but for the pictures that it brings. I buy. I bought a guitar, not for the guitar itself, but the music I can play with my friends. Mm. And that that is value uh, in some way. way. Uh, but I think, yeah, it's, it's good that you land in some kind of hypocritical questioning that do I really need I think that is the important part that's that filter that we don't have usually mm. uh, before we actually buy something uh, but that filter of questioning seeing is this really something they're going to put value to me maybe if you if you say I don't I, I can't picture myself holding it when I die every time I buy something but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at least have that filter I think that's that is the strength or something Uh, at least I would like to for our listeners to bring with them. Uh, in some, some Because ways. most of the things we have do, does not bring any value. Mm. And it's been said like millions of times, but you can say millions of times to yourself every day because companies are making you buy shit you don't need. Mm. So they have everything strategical, like the music they are playing, how to make you buy this. You don't even know that you want this. But when you see this four, four or five times mm. when you walk through like the place and you see this... Uh, red signs and it will like 
instantly engage your brain. I need this. I need this. I don't know why. Or you think everything's on sale, like I always do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw everything in a pile, and people yeah. will think it's like, oh, look at this. They're throwing it away, so I need to buy it. Exactly. If it's not or organized. the candy by the end. The candy. It's candy gets every me time. every yeah. time. Sugar addict. <laughs> and candles for some reason. <laughs> too. Candles in the beginning, candles yeah. in the end. Even if it's like... A restaurant. You're like, I don't even need candles. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. We were speaking about what you need at the time of your death. Are you, are you going to do this? Are you going to keep doing this digital nomad? Do you see yourself doing this till the end? Well, nothing is forever. Mm. Uh, my dog is uh, here with me today, and I don't know how. I hope that she will be with me for another three, four years. And I don't know if I have my opinions for another year. Maybe within a couple of years, maybe I'm like I, I will be in the rat race again. Maybe I will be homosexual. Maybe I don't. I will have a right wing view. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that it works today, mm. and I, I think it will work tomorrow. And that's about it. So it's mm. nice. I can't plan the future because I've already changed my political ideology like five times. <laughs> and I'm 35. You look so oh, young. Yeah, you look so young. <laughs> Thank you. And, sorry for doing that. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I know what's good for me today. I don't know anything about tomorrow. I did not know that like two years ago I would be into ecofeminism, like seeing how everything is connected. I can see it clearly today. But tomorrow, I don't know. Mm. Was that a good answer? Or it's super good. Too spacey hippie. No, I think for me, it's like uh, it connects to why you choose that sort of lifestyle in the beginning. Maybe it's because you don't want to plan ahead for ten years. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But I'm just thinking. <laughs> for me, it has been a lot about uh, feeling the presence. And mm. um, I mean, we talk a lot about a hype about self awareness, mm. self leadership. Yes. And I connect this super strongly. I think you are an advocate and and. Uh, role model in that. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah, totally respect you for your choice and uh, of doings. Uh, somewhere along the line, for me, it's, it's about making the decision and uh, knowing why you and I make the decision. But I want to give cool. advice. Yeah. If you're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Don't listen to people. Don't listen to people. And my third advice is don't listen to people. You need to be brave enough or stupid enough just to like do that. Let them talk. Okay, mom. Okay, dad. Okay, school. Okay, society. Okay, colleagues. But in the end, to hell with you guys. I know what I want, and you don't know what I need. So don't listen to people. But listen to people. <laughs> but don't listen to people. Or as Brene Brown says, um, uh, don't give a shit about people. Only give a little bit of shit, but from some people. Right? Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It's better than my advice. Just <laughs> no, listen I to like this that. podcast or <laughs> something like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog podcast that we're going to have. Thank of you. Of course. Yes, yes. I think, I mean, uh, I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the biggest of uh, thanks and every, everything, but mm. uh, where can we find you? Yeah. Where can oh, our yeah. listeners find Digital. you? Digital. Well, mm. are you guys... In Bali? Yeah. In, in Bali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to find shade for my yeah. this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, best of Gurgen. That's mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just humor and climate things. Mm. Uh, Instagram is Gurgin. Mm-hmm. If you find an Instagram account with weird memes, that's me. <laughs> and uh, Gurgin on my Facebook page, you can like that as well. Mm. Mm. Nice. And if you're a Swedish speaking, of course, you can like, uh, listen to Hundpod. Yes, Hundpodden, yeah. vår bästa vän. So yeah. the dog podcast, our 
best friend sounds yeah. really corny in English, but that's <laughs> it's it. It's lovely. Yeah. My warmest. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Beppos. Yay, Beppos. Yeah. They are the best. They are the best. Honestly. And yeah. thank Gurgen. Thank yeah. you, Lynn. Thank, thank you, guys. You. Thank you, listeners. Woohoo! Yes. The här programmet görs på Beppo. 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 Beppo.